us again. Wait, what are we doing? You, you know. No. Podcast. Wait a minute. You hear that? What is it? I don't know. It sounds like it's getting closer. What the, what the fuck is that? That's right, Rotten Mornings Podcast is coming back at you for Season 11. The same old blah blah bullshit you've always expected from us. Remember, Rotten Mornings Podcast? Season 11. I forgot that part. Oh, good morning, guys, and welcome back to Rotten Morning. Welcome. Hey, guys. Hey. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. What here. is up uh, or down or sideways or somewhere? It, what is yeah. Everywhere. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you bring that character into this, you're gonna have they're gonna have like a time lapse issue. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, guys. I'll fix it. Okay. <laughs> you I'm just back. got. I'm uh, okay, so yeah, I'm Matt. I'm Grim. I'm Carrie. Yes, and we are here this morning with you guys in your your ears. Oh, uh, Carrie wants us to start adding this to the intro. Um, I swear to God. I swear to God. No, big time headphone warnings. Uh, oh, yeah. You will blow your ears out on this. There is a lot of there has a tendency to be a good handful of screamings. Yeah, so yeah, sometimes. yeah. So, <laughs> headphone warning. Headphone warning. <laughs> yeah. You had your warning. Oh, I wanted a real person warning that time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just I love when you scream. Okay. So uh, we Go have on. been hard at work over yes. the past few. Uh, couple of weeks and we promised you guys and failed at trying to do different lives every day at least a live every day on damn Facebook. we did we completely we did. dropped the ball on that one but <laughs> we were so pressed for time that we could not keep up with it we were literally fucking rushing fuck that shit we and are going to make you know, this happen we are going to start as much as possible and uh carrie of course she aced her finals Yay. she's been working on that matt's been doing lots of editing and every fucking we've been so busy all we of did, we, in my new classes we have the actual mm-hmm. episode completely finished mm-hmm. uh we are just not releasing it yet we will not be releasing it until next friday yes well this upcoming friday right? this coming friday yes this upcoming friday and um Matt has been posting lots of different reels from the Haunted Chicken House. Yes. So that is amazing. Uh, we've been, Carrie and I have been making different shit posts from Rotten as much as possible. Yes. Like I said, we've been busy. We've been um, busy shit posting. Yeah, uh, we did little lives like during tax day and all kinds of stuff. Like uh, Carrie was working out and then she was playing. Um, what were you playing? I know it was a guitar, but you, I don't know what. She was making it up and it was awesome. Okay. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I played the piano cool. some for that too. You did, yeah. and I was making different crowns that I sold. Yeah, we and we'll we talk made, about that. Yeah, we'll sorry. talk about that yeah, soon. We'll talk about that. Yes. About that. And Matt posted a video of how I chop up his eggs. She chewed up eggs and spit them <laughs> into my salad. You asked disgusting. me to. <laughs> and City of Chaos has been posting things too. Yes, uh, City of Chaos has gotten a uh, a TikTok that they're getting heavy uh, mm-hmm. use out of. So go and check them out over there. We're doing some videos with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome stuff. Those cats are bad as fuck. Yes. So shout out to City of Chaos. 
and Matt hijacked our... This is, <laughs> like, hilarious. Yes, we make... Carrie and I make different updates whenever possible every day about what we're doing and stuff, and Matt hijacked it. Yeah, that's Except what happened. Except it wasn't Matt. And I didn't even get to see it. I had no idea what it was, and people were like, what the fuck? And I'm like, damn, I did a pretty good job. I wonder if she got that footage from, and it was, it was just her <laughs> in my mask. <laughs> And Matt posted a video of me coughing. So there's that. Yeah, at, there is at that. Guys. Yep. Instead of working, I was just sitting there just coughing because I'm dying. That's literally what she does. <laughs> you recorded her dying instead of trying to help her? Yes. But we wow. did lots, of, lots and lots of outside lives. Well, that was when the ambulance drove past you. Mm -hmm. This was so you long did. ago. I'm so lost right now. This is know, now right? we're at this April 20th. I'll two, try to say two weeks dates. ago. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So April 20th, Matt posted a video of the on, ambulance. On 420, an ambulance <laughs> did not come to get Graham. It must have been high or some shit. Yeah. Well, Matt just hurt my elbow then, and I was like, I'm calling the police and the ambulance, and there was an ambulance out I there. Stuck my head out there, and there was an ambulance trying to run over our well house. <laughs> And, uh, oh, yeah, Joseph came and visited us up at the store, Mr. Bertie Shaw yes. himself. You said it right. Normally I did. Say Bert I, because I've been paying really close attention to that. And there's been lots more. Well, Scarecrow actually, Scarecrow actually dropped the patch. They've got the patch done, and they're starting to send the patches out to the people that ordered them. The Rotten is not a sex cult patch. Yes. And Matt made a post of me and Carrie. And was like, what are they doing? What were we doing? You have to go back and try to guess. There are actually hilarious know. answers to that. <laughs> well, it's okay. They have to go back and look yeah, at it and screenshot yeah, yeah, that. It's hilarious, though. And, uh, yeah, Matt and I worked uh, really hard on lots of stuff to sell. A bunch yeah. of crafting And like stuff. I said, we'll get, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll but, get to that. Yes. And then we did a podcast. Yes, we actually had no idea what we were going to do for last week's episode. And the Haynes were here, and we were like, hey, we're going to fucking interview you guys. Boom. Done. <laughs> and it ended up being fucking one of the longest episodes. Yes. And it was amazing. I got to see my family. Yeah. I was so happy yeah. that they were here. And they helped. Uh, they crafted some stuff with yes, us. Yes, they did. And we mostly just talked. Yeah, we mostly <laughs> just talked. There and wasn't a amount of crafting. TikToks. Yes, and Matt made a beautiful post that I love so much. It says, life is a game. If you are running into adversity... You are going in the right direction. And, and I, I spelled it. everything right. You did. And so I am fucking so proud. fucking proud. And you made lots of different posts about, you know, haunt, haunt season and people. And uh, something I want to also say, and I made this post as well, is that if you have any questions about your haunt costume, your makeup, what to use, what not to use, we can point you in a better direction of what works for us. So reach out to us and ask us if there's any way we can help you with anything, your acting, you know, whatever tips we have that we know, we will spread that to you. Just reach out to us if you have any questions. So, yeah. Yes. And then Carrie... Posted. Carrie posted one of her TikToks that got a fucking million views on Facebook. Yes. 1.7 million views. And uh, she has been demonetized before it happens because Facebook ended the monetization of yeah. Reels. And it was like okay. it was like 13,000 shares, too. Like, holy so much. shit. Yes, yeah. I did not create that sound, but I absolutely love it, and the creator is tagged in the comments. Yes, it is the Dilly Gaff one, so go watch it. It's a great song. It was made in Australia. 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 We went to fucking Defy in Birmingham, yes. and I got tired. 
Uh, we went for my spawn's birthday on uh, April 20th, but we celebrated it that weekend. So, it, yeah, Defy is a place where you go and wear yourself out. Yeah, on it's like a trampoline park and, with zip lines and yeah. fucking trapeze and warped wall. I mean, like, I mean, dude, it's mostly it's meant, you know, catered to kids in a way, but everybody can go and have fun there. And it was fun. And we also ate at a place, what was this called? Called the Flying Biscuit. The Flying Biscuit. And the food was good. I didn't really eat all my food, but I tasted everybody's food. It's a brunch place in, um, oh my God, down on 280. What's the name of that area? <laughs> I so don't stupid. know. Well, it's good. Check out the Flying Biscuit. Yes. Flying Check Biscuit. It's so good. And then Insanitarium shared their post for the Creatures Art Festival. Yep. Ow. And they, they shared had, us out. They did. They shared us out and Alabama Pride and everything. Thank it was great. Guys. And Steel City CBD as well. So that was great. I like being included. Thank you guys. We love you too. So much. Yes. And then Grim did a live from the car when she should have been at work. Just <laughs> just doing a live and jabbering. Around. <laughs> well, at least I wasn't just like dying. There's oh, yeah, that, that, no, no. Quality. And just a reminder to everybody that the owners of Hellbilly Hollow also sell cheese on the side. Cheese yes. and jellies and all kinds of shit. And it's so Dude, good. Check cheese. it out. Yeah, actually, I believe, um, what is the name of her? It's like uh, Miller's Cheese Baskets or something along and those lines. I think they did change the name recently, but it might actually still be Miller's Cheese Baskets. I'm not sure. I will definitely look that up soon. And uh, shared out that East Aboga, we will be out there next weekend uh, yes. shooting some stuff with them, and they're doing mm -hmm. their actor call next weekend. For so, if you're interested in being a monster for East Aboga Manor, then come out May 7th, uh, and yeah. Meet up with us and get yourself a job scaring folks. Yeah, if you want more information on that, go to East Aboga Manor Haunted Attraction on Facebook. Check it out just like that for more info. And that's more videos and stuff of Defy. Anyway. I posted up the goat video. <laughs> oh my God, that baby goat was so damn cute. Uh, somebody brought a baby goat up to the gas station and we yeah. got to play with it. <laughs> it was so cute. It was trying to eat everything. It was eating. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we actually got a chance to go to a haunt uh, on the 29th, which was Saturday night. Mm -hmm. uh, we went to Paranoia, and they fucking put on such a fucking hell of a show. If you have not checked out Paranoia, that is in Canton, Georgia. Uh, it's a couple of hours, two and a half hours away from us. But, man, we had such a great time. And getting there with the opening crowd, we've never done that at a haunt. And they shoot off fireworks, and the first walkthrough is uh, it's breathtaking. They're just people oh, yes. berating you from all angles. It is, it was so phenomenal. Like I cannot applaud enough for everything that we experienced out at Paranoia. All the amazing people that we know that work out there. Again, thank you guys for the amazing night. Uh, it was phenomenal. Thank you. We got got so many times. So many fucking. Times. And then there was times we're walking through and uh, somebody scares me and then they carries right behind me so they scare her and it makes me fucking freak out more like oh shit what's going on. <laughs> it was so good. It really was. There literally was a time when when you screamed and then she screamed and you're like oh Carrie <laughs> goddamn it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we went back and forth. 
glad you pulled through in there. Like, we're scaring each other. Like, if you freak out, I'm going to freak out. Like, what are you freaked out about? No, I'm not going to lie. There was one time I did it just to see if you would. Carrie. Because <laughs> it was funny. Ah, uh, you bitch. Oh, uh, That's fucking hilarious. That is fucking classic. <laughs> but it's because I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I made a crap ton more crowns. But before I move past this, Holy shit. I know we've said this before, but that is such a great haunt. We love paranoia. Yeah. Like, the rooms leading so well to the next, to the next, mm-hmm. to the next. And like Carrie was saying, like, the actors were so in sync with each other. With and their the scares. room as well. Like, they yes. had a very good presence to what they were at, what like they had at their disposal. Every character fits so like well. When you have animatronics and actors in the haunt together. It's so important to have good placement between the animatronics and the actors because if you do it right, there's some actors that you'll think are animatronics and can get the fuck out of you. And a few of them did that Literally. shit. That's exactly it. what happened, yes. Yeah, I... there was one particular guy that I dead looked at close and literally was like, okay, that's a statue because mm-hmm. I always look at the Didn't arm was against the bit. chest, and it looked no like breathing. it was connected. So I was like, okay, cool. I thought it was a, a guy, but definitely nope. a statue. And then he moved, and it's hard to get me with the statue scare. I was almost literally inspecting this dude and had given him the, okay, definitely not a dude. Yes, and, and the dude that played Cupid, he had the pop-up moment where he was in one area just straight and Yeah, he fucked my so shit up. dead-faced, and then all of a sudden, he's in another room, <laughs> and it's like close together, so you're like, how the fuck did you even get here so fast? I, position that's what character. I did, too. I was how? like, wait a minute, you were just over yes. there. I, what, I what know the we were all doing like triple takes on this guy, it's and awesome. it's like, oh you're my god. character, and thank you so much for my bed. I've worn yes. all day today at the Art Festival. Yes. And we did a live after talking about all yes. this. So if you want to hear more and maybe different perspective as well, because there was two other people that came with us, Derek and Nikki, yes. you can also check out the live we did on Facebook on this. We also but, ran into some cats from Scurry Face from yes. uh, Fancy pa- uh, Fancy Pants Patches. Yeah. And they are the fucking super nicest, dude. If you oh, guys so get a nice. chance, go and check out Fancy Pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do phenomenal patches character patches and they do some screen printed uh mm-hmm. things that we bought a few of their stuff we love the shit out of it and shout out to darian weatherington yes the, the, the awesome badass that give you those kick-ass tarot cards yeah. <laughs> yes thank you thank you thank you yes. we love it very accurate readings i love it and shout out to our our friend who has been in the community for a while and let watch me slaughter her fucking name uh, Revia, Re, Reva. oh my God, you're doing it again. Rave, Reve. Go ahead, Reve. Shit. <laughs> I yes. really need to ask you how to pronounce your name in person one of these days. One of these days. <laughs> I'm so stupid. Makeup, but oh, the yes, makeup was your makeup, spot your on. movements. Oh, I got some really cool pictures of her uh, twisting around with her head like backwards looking at us. Amazing. It was so, yes, so and we all bought things as we always do. Yes. Uh, Carrie and I got bats. Matt got a spider. Um, Nikki got a bat as well. And 
Derek got Derek a got goat. a goat and a bat. A goat and a bat. Yes. The Baphomet. Baphomet. <laughs> I love that. Um, and John Geis made more edits of Carrie so and I. So many more. So many more. And they're beautiful. Thank oh, you, John Geis. Number one though, it makes me want to make an album. Carrie album coming soon. But what we did after. Um, Paranoia the next day, we had the Creatures Art Festival, which yes. we just got done with. Mm-hmm. And, man, it was so much fucking fun. And we actually, one of our friends is joining us for the last part of this segment, is uh, Rotten Stitches, uh, all the way from TikTok. Uh, you, you can... you can Yes. Hi. Yes. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, and <laughs> you want to tell them your name and where Any, they can find you, you like to... social, any-wise? I'm Ron Stitches. I'm on Facebook. I'm on TikTok. Um, that's about all I am. On, and that's under like that just name. rotten space stitches, not underscore. Rotten underscore stitches on Facebook, and I'm rotten rebel stitches. I'm probably dropping the rebel after a while. Rotten underscore rebel underscore stitches. I'm probably dropping rebel tonight, so it'll just be. Rotten underscore stitches. Stitches again. So that's where you can find him at. And uh, he came down and helped us out. We had Derek out there. We had Ecto out there. The Haynes were out there. Mimi. Uh, big applaud to the Haynes. And big yes. applaud to Mimi for all the fucking help she provided. Yes, and Dude, Michael She fucking as helped well. us out so much. And Mike too. Like they were, they came in clutch as hell yes. and we had so much fun dude with like plugging all the different haunts mm-hmm. and just mingling with people i wish there were a thousand more people out there uh but dude it was such a great show so like stitches came all the way down here to just you know to to come down and, and hang out with us and do this so i want to kind of get his perspective on what he experienced, oh. like, day-wise and all that. also want to say first that uh, Matt went live while we were there, so you can check out the live from yes. Matt on Facebook. So you can see everything that's going on. He did a walk-around, and yes, you get to see our setup and so, everything. what did you think about the day? I thought, I honestly thought that I would be stumbling into this small, like, five-vendor thing. Yeah. And there was, like, 20 of them, and there yeah. was music, and there was... That was like well, 50. I think there was like 50. Yeah, 50. There were so many fucking people Sorry, there. Sorry, I can't count. No, you're good. <laughs> no worries. No worries. We do this all the time. <laughs> yes. But there was a we lot of We lie to people. our audience all the time. <laughs> I ended up nickeling and diming. It all added up. Yes. It all adds up. I saw that you uh, got uh, one of Vic Springsteen's from Monster and Misfits. Oh, I yeah. saw you got one that of his bonker yes. poles. One of his bonking poles. Don't you bonk us with it? Yeah, no, 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 no. (laughs) You can't, you can't see this, guys. But if you get a chance, go and check out Monsters Misfits. uh, Our friend Vic, he makes some of the most badass metal horror props, dude. If you want a quality horror prop, check his shit out. Yes, the detail and the paint and everything. It's unlike any. I love it so So much. And it's durable. Mm -hmm. Oh yes, it's it's very durable. durable. Like I've Mm -hmm. had like at least. Five people with this already. And so and far, it's standing there. It looks the... fine. It looks <laughs> like I haven't done anything with it. That's, I, and so, big shout out to Vic. Uh, big shout out to Lisa and David. Uh, their gnomes are bad as hell. Oh, yes. uh, you guys can get those from their website. Uh, if you check out the live, she actually gave me the information. 
Uh, on the live, I talked to a bunch of different vendors and I got their info on it. So if you guys want any of that info, go back and check out that live yes. that we did. Um, Megan made awesome chokers. Normally, mm -hmm. leather ones are always too big for my neck, but these actually fit me perfect, and it made me so happy. And uh, Justin did a little bit of a performance, and that was awesome. We've never got to see him play, and it was so fun. It was an honor to get to. It was an honor to be involved with this at all. Uh, thank you guys for doing that, and like it's really cool for you know our community because our our city is Argo right now. It's where we live. It's where we hang our hats. It's awesome to see that many people from Argo coming out there and, and, and giving them more of a thing to do. It's fucking awesome. I love it. And there is a vendor called Beautiful Intentions, and you can find that on Facebook. And holy crap, they make such amazing things. And one of the women gifted me a tiara of amethyst crystals. I love it so much. You're going to see it soon. Very soon. So check out Beautiful Intentions. And we'll be posting up, like, going forward this mm -hmm. week, we'll be posting up some of the stuff from Paranoia, some of the videos we took. We'll be posting mm -hmm. up some of the pictures and the videos we took from the uh, Creatures Art Festival as well. Yes. But, uh, again, thank you to everybody that came out. We saw so many people that we have talked to and said they were going to come out, and they came out in droves and supported, and we love it. We love seeing yes. all you guys, all the fucking haunts. Shout-outs and big thank-yous to Insanitarium for hosting this and making this possible. You guys are amazing. Thank you for having us be a part of it. And yes, remember, guys, going forward into season, go and check out Insanitarium. They have a fucking boss haunt. Yes. It's literally two minutes down the road from us. It's in Argo, Alabama, right off Highway 11, in front of Blair Farms. Go and check them out this season. I promise you, you will be blown away by the job that they do out there. Yes. So, Stitches, is there anything you would like to say to our audience? or? I The event was great. The only thing I would say is... Start your build season like later and like. You wanted to walk through the haunt. I wanted to walk through the <laughs> haunt. All, all it comes down to is he wanted to walk through the fucking haunt. <laughs> I think everyone did. I get it though, but. They no talked worries. about it and they said uh, because of the amount of construction they were doing that, that they couldn't, like, <laughs> insurance wise, let anybody go inside. They wanted to be safe and cautious, which is very important and you need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> he just wanted to go through the haunt. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, guys. So, uh, that is our recap. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's, that's what this thank is. Thank you for the gifts that you have gifted to us, Mike. We love them so much. And thank you, Christy, again, all of you that were there and helping. Thank you, fucking and Mimi. Thank, thank you, you, Mimi. Mimi. Thank yes. You, thank you, Mimi. Uh, again, guys, that will be Conjure. Uh, that's coming to downtown Birmingham. It's three minutes away mm -hmm. from Slosprite Furnace. Yeah. Uh, and you can actually go and visit Mimi in her shop on, uh, I think it's First Avenue, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, it is Magic City Conjure and Iniquities. And uh, get you some coffee while you're there. Yeah, that is the greatest coffee I've ever had. Definitely some coffee. So yes, Magic City Conjure, check it out. But yeah, much love to you guys. We will continue on with the episode. It was good to see you, Stitches. Thank you for joining us for yeah, this uh, bit of a uh, episode. Yay, and it was so nice hanging out with everyone again today. And it was such we a beautiful day. We love you guys, day. and we love Maymay. Yeah, we can't yes. thank all of you guys enough again. Uh, thank you for making this fun and awesome and worth every minute that we waste our lives on. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, all right, guys, so... Uh, 
We'll continue on with the episode. Y'all stay rotten. We'll be right back with you. Stay yeah. rotten. Yeah. What the hell, oh, Matt? I'm right ABC here. Ooh, it's like, God, it tasted like grapefruit, Do but I haven't ABC. eaten. No, grapefruit. stop. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever wished to hear your horoscope and the Rotten Mornings podcast at the same time? Now you can. Welcome to Carrie's Astrobites. Hey guys, <laughs> my name's Carrie, and welcome to Carrie's Astrobites for the week of April 30th, 2023. Yeah, just in case you forgot the year since last time we talked, even though you're not really talking back, are unless you, you are. Are you retrograding or something? No! Okay. Well, we have a full moon in Scorpio this Friday, but um, that's cool and all, because, you know, the full moon's a time of culmination and the promise of fulfillment, but what I'm very excited for... Wait, what? It's fulfillment, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's fulfilling no. your butt. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we are not a cult. Heavy there. <laughs> Okay, sorry, go All right, sorry, guys. Back to what I was saying. What I'm really excited for is the fact that Pluto goes into retrograde today, May 1st. It will be affecting Aries, Capricorns, Libras, Aquariuses, and Cancers the most. And I personally love when Pluto goes into retrograde because it's really good for self-empowerment and mental comfortability. And when I say that, it basically is going to have you revisiting challenging conversations and revisiting situations where you may not have expressed yourself in the most authentic fashion. It pretty much gives us an opportunity to get even more comfortable speaking our minds and stating our ideas in a healthy manner and also reminds us that our words and our presence carry so much power and to be wary of it sometimes. Right? It helps us learn to express ourselves healthily and Pluto will be in retrograde until October 1st. So yeah, overall it will be giving us a full five months to review some of the subconscious and spiritual work we've been doing this past year. So we should make the most of it. See, you see why I'm so excited for it now? I love when Pluto goes into retrograde. Oh yeah, Mercury's still in retrograde by the way, guys. <laughs> It'll be in that until... Next month. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's okay because Pluto's in retrograde. All right. Anyways, guys, let's get down to it, darn tootin'. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't take myself seriously. Life's too short. You know what I'm saying? All right. Aries, it is advised to think twice before making any decisions this week. It is advised that you should also not keep money loose. Otherwise, you may spend it on buying worthless stuff. Tauruses, you are full of ideas and ready to jump the gun. But caution, don't do anything you might later regret. Be smart and hedge your bets. Geminis, you will feel restless and vaguely excited about something. You might not even know what, but you feel it. Unexpected news that is hidden or behind the scenes might surprise you. Cancers. Someone you know might have a clever idea that impresses you. Possibly, you will meet someone new who is unusual or avant-garde. It's not a boring day. Leo. Conversations with anyone in a position of authority will be hard to predict. An exchange with someone might delight you or anger you. But whatever happens, keep cool. 
don't quit your day job. Virgos, you may expect to get new opportunities in terms of business, which may boost your confidence level. You are likely to start some new innovation with the help of your partner, which may increase your business in the near future. Libras, double-check issues related to shared property, inheritances, insurance matters, and anything related to the government, because things might not unfold as you expect them to today. Prepare for a few surprises. Could be good, could be not so good. Scorpios, a conversation with a partner or close friend will be lively today. The reason for the excitement might be because one of you has a great idea. Sagittarius, you may internally feel lack of confidence, which may stop you from doing something creative or work. Push through. We all have our not-so-good days. You can make it through this week. Capricorns, today you are advised to control your straightforwardness. Your loose talking may affect people around you. Your mind may be likely to work very fast, so it's advised to make any important decisions with patience. Aquarius. You may choose to let go of work that feels emotionally draining or deeply unfulfilling. Keep focusing on what's important. Choosing yourself and your mental health is always the way to go. Pisces. As much as you'd love to get into people's minds and figure out what they're going through, this week, you're advised to pour that curiosity back into yourself instead, Pisces. Reflect on what you want and put all of your effort into that. Well, guys, you know, this is Kara's Astrobots, and I'm really glad that you're here today to hear about Pluto going into retrograde and being excited with me. I said fulfilling butts. <laughs> it was phenomenal. Yay, full and moon Friday. The whole time you were giving this, you were doing different little, I don't know, like miming to it. Like, Listen, I do hand gestures when I talk. I'm and like, even if nobody is like in front of me that I'm talking to. No, that's good because there'll be a little well, bit of a Well, why were you squeezing your you butt were, though? Yeah. I am? You were when you were talking about butts. Oh, well, you know. Oh, you want to squeeze my butt for me, Groom? All right, guys, we got to go. So, yeah, I was talking to you, and we were having a great conversation, but, you know, time is up, guys, so. It's butt squeezing time. It's butt squeezing time, and I got to go. I hope you get your butt squeezed today. Unless you don't want to, then I hope you don't. Or, you know. Don't, don't squeeze anybody's butt without their permission. Always get consent first. Exactly. All right. Goodbye now. <laughs> Stay running. <laughs> Way to paint that one. In Fuck you. <laughs> hey, listeners. Want to choke me? <laughs> God damn it, Grim. That's not the lines we talked about. Uh, hey, listeners. Want to actually learn something here? We'll get a load of Grim's poetry shorts. Welcome back to Grimm's Poetry Shorts, and this is part four and the very last part of Edgar Allan Poe that I'll be doing. It is. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to read Annabelle Lee. It was many, many years ago in a kingdom by the sea that a maiden there lived whom you may know by the name of Annabelle Lee. And this maiden she lived with no other thought than to love and be loved by me. She was a child, and I was a child, in this kingdom by the sea. But we loved with a love that was more than love, I and my Annabelle Lee, with a love that the winged seraphs of the heaven coveted her and me. And this was the reason that long ago, in this kingdom by the sea, 
a wind blew out of a cloud by night, chilling my Annabelle Lee, so that her high-born kinsman came and bore her away from me to shut her up in a sepulchre in the kingdom by the sea. The angels, not half so happy in heaven, went envying her and me. Yes, that was the reason, as we all men know in this kingdom by the sea, that the wind came out of a cloud chilling and killing my Annabelle Lee. This was actually Edgar Allan Poe's very last poem that we know of, of course. And first off, I don't know anything about this poem, but I read your first quote there. And that sounds like he's an old guy talking about a young person and that society will not yes. allow him to be with somebody who's underage. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, you get it. And he even said, like, all you men. So that means that in his mind, he believed that everybody was a pedophile. <laughs> uh-huh. So this was actually thought to be written for his child bride after she died. And he was, of course, crying on her grave and all of this and sad about it and everything. And again, she was a fucking child when he married her and he was well of age. But uh, this poem is centered around the speaker recalling a beautiful, painful memory of his long lost love. The love was a source of envy. Their love was. For the angels envied them so much that they killed them. That's what Those it was Those crazy said. angels. <laughs> oh, yep. That's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. These notes are going to be fucking everywhere. So, you know, strap in. Strap Here it in. goes. That's exactly what I was going <laughs> to fucking say. Get ready for the last parts of Poe's life. The very last part. Yes. <laughs> so, um, Poe moved himself, his wife, and his mother-in-law from Philly to Manhattan and got a job for a newspaper company called the New York Evening Mirror. And he only worked there for about a year. Yeah, because again, he's not, a, he's no. not a full-time worker. He's more like a, yeah. I'll take this job and I hate this job. <laughs> he didn't stick with anything for long at all. And uh, every it's like, it's reoccurring everywhere he works. Everybody loves to hear his shit, but they don't like to put up with him. So it's, hey, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you got great shit to hear, but you're annoying as mm-hmm. fuck. <laughs> and while at the mirror, he published The Raven. And Which I guarantee you every fucking person that has heard Edgar Allan Poe knows The Raven. Yep, The Raven. And yeah, <laughs> I even read it. <laughs> all of us did. Yeah, we all did. Um, Poe greatly admired Elizabeth Barrett, Browning's work. That is a big fucking name. And she was a very renowned English poet. Um, he borrowed her unique musical technique for The Raven, which that's almost like he would criticize people for plagiarizing and copying or anything like that and criticize them so fucking harshly and make so many enemies. And yet there was so many instances, like I've said before, that he had plagiarized and copied from other people's work. <laughs> because the thing that you hate the most ends up being the thing that you probably are. Yes. Uh, he even sent a copy of it to Elizabeth, and she was not approval or approving or nice of it in one bit. But not long after that, she learned that he had extensively written amazing reviews of her works and praised her. And then she apologized and backtracked what she said. So basically... She was only giving him good notes on her his thing because he did to her, not because yes, it was good or bad. Yes, and she even apologized for it and everything. Wow. Uh, but anyway, he forgave her and dedicated the raven to her. And it became popular fast. 
Uh, there were many plays and imitations of it, and in 1845, 1845, Poe was drinking heavily due to the pressure of all that he had wanted. Was <laughs> he drank anyways. He drank for everything. Mm-hmm. He's just like, he did. now I'm doing it for the pressure. <laughs> like, <laughs> Motherfucker, but, you have an excuse to drink at anything. But it, he said that the sudden fame, he couldn't, he couldn't handle it. But he wasn't getting any money off of it, of course. Yeah, because he didn't know how to grift. Yeah. And he quit the Evening Mirror, or was fired, and started working at the Broadway Journal. And he seemed to have, like, a hangover every fucking day of his life being there. And he was getting into fights at bars outside of work and being late for work and everything. Can you imagine, like, you're drinking in a bar and some little fucking five-foot-two dude with a fucking goofy-ass emo mustache (laughs) comes waddling up to you and is like... We're going to fight now, sir. <laughs> Hands up. Like, Hands up. <laughs> how does that work? Like, what the fuck? Like, I have a feeling that he got his ass kicked in every fight. Yeah. <laughs> you might be wrong. I mean, those little scrappy fuckers, man. They can maybe. throw hands. Maybe Edgar's out there fucking tossing bodies. Maybe. I'm drunk as shit. I might be emo, but I will toss you out a fucking window. <laughs> but um, I was married to a child. Oh my god! <laughs> I really like researching these people. I'm just really starting to not like them. Like I do not like that, and that's the main thing. I don't like that he was a pedophile. I cannot stand that. They they say I, never meet your idols. Also, never research your your heroes. Yeah. Um. He became friends with Washington Irving, and of course, other people in his lifetime. And uh, others that he had met and became friends with was Charles Dickens. Um, James Fenimore Cooper was one of them, too. And that's the guy that wrote The Last of the Mohicans. Mm. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. I believe so. The Mohicans. That was very popular and yes, became a movie. it did. In October 1845, Poe was given 15 no, $50 <laughs> to read his The Raven and The Imp in Boston. And Poe hated Boston so fucking much, and it was well known that he hated it so much. And he was always shitting all over it. Every, every Bostonian, he hated Boston. I'll get more into that later. <laughs> but um, he said it was the chief habitation of this country of literary hucksters and phrase mongers. Um, and he hated Ralph Emerson. I don't know why, but he hated him. And <laughs> I guess he was from Ralph Boston. <laughs> I, that's what I'm guessing. But he saw him as the icon of transcendentalism. And Emerson refused, or I mean, uh, referred to Poe as the Jingle Man. And Poe hated how Bostonians didn't seem to acknowledge that there were other great American writers not from Boston. So he just had a big problem with, you know, the way Boston was progressing like their ideas was progressing and he didn't like that he wanted things to be i guess more traditional but uh poe was reading to them and most of the audience got up and walked out in each lecture he had <laughs> they're like yeah. yeah you should own our town we're gonna come here just to walk out on your shit <laughs> oh and something i had um like this is going back a little bit but in 1842 poe's arch enemy was rufus griswold griswold and Poe wrote so many harsh reviews of others and others' works and whatever and made so many enemies. And one of them was Rufus Griswold that he had criticized so harshly. But Griswold approached Poe first and asked him um, 
after he had seen like his criticism and everything, he was like, oh, that's fine. But he approached Poe and asked him for some of his poems to put in his book he was working on called Poetry of America. So that's him walking up and pretty much taking a trip to go see Poe to ask him for some of his poems and like praising him and hey, we're gonna use this and I'm gonna like blow this out of the water. And Griswold did this hoping that Poe would write a nice review of him instead this time. So, <laughs> Again, all these reviews come back to like somebody sucking uh -huh, up to somebody else. Yes. So Griswold only puts three of Poe's poems in the very back of his book with like 50 of his stupid friends' poems in front of it. And uh, Griswold then takes Poe's job while Poe is homesick as well. That's that's the guy that took Poe's job when I, I'd mentioned before. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> he pretty much, Poe was on sick leave and Griswold hated him so much and took his fucking job. And uh, yeah, and was making like $200 more than what Poe was making <laughs> after that. But um, so... Griswold comes up to him after he publishes the book and was like, hey, did you like the review or did you like the book and did you like everything good I said about you? And was like, I'll give you $100 to write a good review of my book now. So Poe takes the money and is like, yeah, I'll write a good review. Whatever you like, sir, blah, 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 blah. And writes the shittiest things about him. Pretty much shits all over the book. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. I got you, book. <laughs> like how petty these people were, and because they could get away with it, there wasn't any copyright rules or any laws like that. So they're just shitting all over each other and using each other, and it's so fucking funny. Again, they're they're using that negative push to draw interest mm -hmm. like so many fucking people do so yeah griswold took his uh job and so poe goes on like this tour yoink. yeah so poe decides to go on this tour of america and you know giving different lectures and you know talking about his uh, poems and different things and each and every chance he got he was shitting all over griswold's poems and books and it of course it comes back to griswold everybody's talking and uh, Griswold then takes shots at Poe's The Raven, which, of course, everyone loved it, and it backfired on Griswold. Yep. Yep. It decredited his work because everybody was in love with it. They are like, and, yeah, you have a shitty opinion. Fuck you. And Poe still drink, uh, having, like, uh, drunk binges and is being considered a lunatic by Griswold and other people for all this shit. It's so funny, Griswold, because I always think of, like, National Lampoons when I think of Griswold. All right, so Poe gave a lecture in New York bashing uh, Griswold and Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, whatever, who the fuck this guy is, and praising Fanny Osgood, this uh, female poet that was starting to gain lots of fame and popularity. And he's like, oh, well, I might can get some of that. So he's praising her. And uh, Osgood had just separated from her husband and at the time was seeing Griswold, so... Poe comes in and is like, oh, I'm taking your girl, Griswold, and it works. <laughs> it pisses Griswold off so bad <laughs> that he begins to kind of not like Osgood so much. But um, <laughs> anyway, in the lecture that he was giving in New York, it stated that Fanny Osgood, he stated that Fanny Osgood had a rosy future in liter literature. And Fanny Osgood uh, knew that Poe was a like one of the severest of critics, severest, <laughs> which made the compliment much more impressive to her. Uh, Poe was a favored guest in many New York parties and attended one uh, from a woman named Lynch. She was a very well social elite person, whatever, and met Osgood in March of 1845. And thus begun 
Poe's sex scandal that I was Ooh. going to tell you about, and I promised I would. And Poe had a fucking sex scandal. He's fighting in bars, and he had a sex scandal. <laughs> right? Edgar Allan Poe, little frail boy? I don't know. <laughs> so, after The Raven was released, uh, Poe started getting all the attention of many women, and people were fantasizing about him and everything because of his work, and not just that, but all the other romantic stuff. He mostly wrote mo- uh, romantic stuff, not so much horror stuff, as people would say. Yeah. But, um... Uh, in 1846, Poe published some poems in the Broadway Journal, and the poems belong to a woman named Elizabeth Ellett, and she's important too, and the poems would both praise and critique her. So it wasn't anything like he was leaning towards her or anything. It was just one of those things like, hey, look at me. I'm critiquing this other person. Um, also, during this time, Fanny Osgood began writing love letters to Poe. And this didn't come out at first. This was, like, of course, secretive and everything. Like, his, like, Poe's little wife didn't even know about it or anything. But this was while her husband, see, both of these women, Ellet and Osgood, very important. You're going to hear those names a lot. They were both married women, okay? And uh, so uh, Osgood's husband was away in the California Gold Rush, so, she thought she'd get away with anything, but she was a huge flirt, and her husband, like, I think they were swingers, honestly. It doesn't really say that, but a lot of their uh, promiscuality, is that a word? Uh, promiscuousness. <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> was Was very open, and they were very flirtatious with other people, and they didn't seem jealous of each other, and they had other people over, and nobody cared. So, I think that was it. And but, then she was like, you know what? I can hook up with whoever I want to. I'm yes. going to go hook up with that squirmy-looking little mustache yes. fellow. <laughs> but Ellet's husband did not like her to do that. She was kind of behind her husband's back doing this shit. So, Ellet, not good. Um, Fanny was very public with her flirtation with Poe. And nobody seemed to care because that was kind of like her way of doing things anyway. Um, it seemed that she got away with it because she was well-loved and possibly a natural flirt anyway. Uh, Fanny also had a lot of childlike qualities that may have attracted Poe as well. Oh, Poe thought thing. she was a lot like his wife, and he Young. even wrote about it like that, too. Uh, Virginia seemed to be approving of Poe's relationship, and again, that's his wife, his child bride, and she seemed to like you know, having Fanny uh, Osgood as a friend as well, and they were over at each other's houses and everything all the time. Um they would go out together and hang out at each other's homes and, like, right there with Virginia, too. A lot of times she couldn't leave because she was, like, bedridden. She yeah, was, like, she dying. Was dying. Yeah, yeah, she was dying. <laughs> a very slow, painful Child death. dying wife. Yes. <laughs> this had a, could have been, for many reasons, the reasons for this could have been that uh, Virginia was in such poor health that she was going to die soon, and maybe she didn't want Poe to be alone. Mm. Or to be unhappy. Yeah. Or maybe she thought they were only friends. Or maybe they were all kind of polyamorous, is my thoughts on it. Well, they're they're poetry type, so probably. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. They're um, like the hippies of that time. So. Yeah. Um, all of this started getting out in the open and being public and all of the scandal and whatever. It, it blew up. All of this shit blew the fuck up. Well, because and he also Virg- he starts realizing that negative press... Seems to generate more interest in his stuff. So yeah. he's like, dude, there's, uh, again, but roll even with it. after all of the rumors, all of the speculation, all of the everything that's going on, even during this that I'm going to talk about, Virginia is still okay with Osgood, and they're hanging out, and they're everything, too. But anyway, and Virginia loved that Poe did not drink when Osgood was around because Poe promised to be completely sober around her. 
And, you know, Virginia's like, whatever's good for my man. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, she knew that Osgood was good for him. And Osgood was good. Yeah, Osgood was good for Osgood him. Osgood was good. <laughs> um, during all of this, Ellet was still sending love letters. She began sending love letters to Poe and desperately trying to get his attention. And let me remind you, she is married too. And um, Ellet learned that Osgood was writing Poe letters too and became jealous. She became very (laughs) fucking jealous. Um, And then she learned that Virginia approved of Osgood coming over and she became spiteful. Like each and every time something new was learned from her, she began writing and saying more stuff. And because she knew of Griswold not liking Poe, Griswold and her started talking. Like Griswold tried to, you know, involve himself in everything. (laughs) <laughs> always mm-hmm. trying to get like the scoop so he can talk more shit on Poe. Um, so Ellet started trying harder and harder to win Poe over and get him away from Osgood. And uh, she started writing um, different letters in German to Poe and outright asking him to come over and fuck her. Literally. <laughs> like, uh, there was a few poems that she had written and different letter love letters that she had written in German that Poe could not understand. And he w- she was saying, like, come over, I want to give you a secret letter. You know, come over at this and this time and meet me. You know, this is going to be private for us. Nobody else is around. And it's so fucking funny. Like, she was Actually, so desperate. The poem translated into, uh, would you, could you, in a box. Would you, could mm-hmm. you, I'm a fox. And I think Poe was playing dumb, pretending like he did not understand yeah. German very well, I which he probably didn't. Don't but... get your advances. <laughs> yeah, and this embarrassed her so bad that she was so upset that uh, Poe was not falling for her. And, of course, like I said, Griswold, the guy who hates Poe and is his arch nemesis, um, further injected himself into this and was extremely angry that he lost the affection of Osgood, that he began trying to gain the trust and affection of Ellet. And I'm sure this was just to use her and learn more about Poe and use it against him and spread more rumors. <laughs> and Ellet's kind of stupid, anyway. But uh, Griswold started ro- uh, writing that Poe borrowed money from Ellet and then blackmailed her by threatening to show the letters to the public. So everything that you're seeing that is writing and going on, he's like all these people are publishing in the press for everybody to read. So <laughs> it's like yeah, they. It was really easy for them to spread gossip because mm-hmm. they were publishing. Yes, they were in stuff. all the magazine business. They controlled everything, <laughs> and all this scandal was so blowing the fuck up. Kick-ass way to like really fuck some shit up and mm-hmm. get. I mean, it's a it's great advertisement shit. Yeah, and people started making plays about this, and this guy named Charles Briggs wrote his novel, The Trippings of Tom Pepper, and that was all the depictions. Uh, it depicted Poe and actually displaying Ellet's letters to his friends, like the letters that she was sending to Poe that uh, he was sending and showing it off to everybody and this and that, which was actually true. And that <laughs> it stated that Ellet was the one trying to seduce him, which is also true. True. Yeah. Um. Ellet went to visit Poe one day and overheard them laughing and making fun of her as he read one of her letters. Uh, <laughs> one of Ellet's letters. And anyway, uh, it was Ellet that was eavesdropping on Poe and Virginia and Osgood. So Poe was reading all of this to Virginia and Osgood in his house and, you know, just talking so much shit about her. And it, I don't know if this part's true, but it is reported that she's seen the letter from Osgood, like in Osgood's hand, and ripped it out of her hand. So I don't know if that's true itself, 
but it is known that she would go and break into his house and snoop through his shit all the time. So he probably <laughs> she, was she probably was hiding out and listening. Out of the oh, guy. so much stalking. But um, one day while she was snooping through his house, she found a letter from Osgood, and you know I think she took it and used it and other stuff to bring Osgood down. <laughs> like publish that shit. Griswold got a hold of it too, I think. But um, Griswold. Yeah, just fucking. It, but the letter itself from Osgood was highly sexual. So, but she's a little thief. Um. So, Ellet started writing and spreading a whole bunch of rumors about Osgood. Osgood heard these damaging rumors and sent two of her friends to Poe's house to collect her letters back because she didn't want Ellet to find any more. Yeah. yeah. And she didn't want Ellet to do any more damage and this and that. So, Poe responded by saying that Ellet should worry about her own letters first. And I don't think, I don't know if he gave them back, but she didn't, Osgood didn't get, seem to care, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. But after the ladies left, Poe supposedly gathered all of Ellet's letters up and dumped them at her doorstep, which he did. He actually, he fucking did. That was true. <laughs> and not all of them, though, of course, just most of them. Yeah. And once he got back home in that same day, pretty much, um, Ellet's brother came to the house demanding all of Ellet's letters, which he supposedly no longer had. That's what he stated. And uh, her brother threatened to kill the shit out of Poe. <laughs> so Poe went to his friend because he was so fucking scared. Uh, Thomas Dunn English. How stupid of a name. Thomas Dunn English. Yes. Uh, asking him for a pistol to defend himself with. Give me a pistol. Yeah. They are barking at and my door. English was like, hell no, bitch. I don't think you got any letters from her anyway. She's hot and you're garbage. And they fist fought. <laughs> so he went to go for protection and he got into a fight. Yeah, he thought this was my friend. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna explain more of this in detail later. Is this is just hilarious. like fucking hilarious as fuck. Yeah. Um so let me be clear about this. Ellet was jealous of Osgood, so fucking jealous that uh she was the one who went snooping through all his house and you know, purposely trying to find letters from her and use it against her and hoped to push her out of the way so she could be with Poe is what she was doing. Uh, she didn't like Virginia either, but nobody cared about her because everybody knew she was fucking dying soon. Yeah. Oh, she's dying. She's yeah. Dying. No, nobody seemed to have any care about Virginia, even though he's the, she's the one married to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Poe and Osgood continued to openly flirt, flirt, flirt. Flirt. They flirted over there, and they and, flirted over here. And Ellet had expressed still was still sending stuff to Poe after this. How stupid about how much she liked his romantic work, and that she was still uh, infatuated. She was obsessed, though. Um, but it was also said that when Ellet heard them all reading her letters and making fun of her, that when she went in, she had a fucking fit and was screaming at them. But I don't think this part was true. I just wanted to add that in because I liked it. <laughs> that was stupid. Anyway, uh, Ellet was upset from the rejection of Poe and threatened both Poe and Osgood openly, publicly to their faces as well. And with both Ellet and Thomas Dunn English accusing Poe of lying, word got around and he became banned from the literary saloon, uh, <laughs> which is where like, Poe was once an honored guest. The literary saloon. The literary we saloon. We only read around here. So, more about that, which I find this very fucking interesting. Uh, Anne Charlotte Lynch Boda, a uh, very long name, was a poet and socialite and literary elite who held the literary salon, is what it's saloon. called, too. It's saloon, yes. Saloon. And um, 
She was in control of the guest list, and she was rich as shit, too, by the way, and knew everybody. Uh, so the guest list, which included different authors like Herman Melville, uh, Louisa May Alcott, Ralph Waldo Emerson, and William Cullen Bryant. And all of these are very famous fucking people that we should know about today. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but three yeah. of them, though, I yeah. think. <laughs> but And different artists like uh, Frederick August, August Barthold. I hope I said that right. And William Makepeace Thackeray and Oscar Wilde. In which Oscar Wilde's already been in this story before, too. Yes, like, he is very prevalent here. Um, so Lynch was highly respected and loved and threw parties you did not want to miss. And um, she not only removed Poe from the guest list because of Poe insulting her friend, Ellet, um, but it was also because of the scandal with her and Osgood. And really the main thing was Ellet, but also that he had so many open, flirty relationships with people on the guest list. He was going there and meeting people that uh, there was, like, different women just complaining about him eventually, like uh, Ann Stevens, Margaret Fuller, and, like, so many other bitches. <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> so many. Um, but these people were mostly, like, authors and things yeah. like that, too. Like, they were actually very rich, prevalent people. That was, like, in the now kind of thing. But uh, so now back to Mr. Thomas English, Thomas Dunn English. He was a big name poet and politician and became one of Poe's friends after Poe wrote a good reviews about his work. Uh, so Poe borrowed. Again, mm-hmm. it's all people like, hey, they wrote a good review about me. I'll be nice to them or do mm-hmm. a good review about them. And Poe was very big on borrowing money from people and owing them so greatly. So Poe eventually borrowed money from Thomas and uh, Mr. English, Thomas English, needed it back. But after the two of them fought <coughs> for the first time, Poe pretended not to know English. I don't know English. <laughs> I don't know English. <laughs> I don't speak the English. <laughs> and, and so because he wasn't getting his money back, English wrote some shit about Poe. Oh, and, here we go again. They and trash I, each other because of the stupid Yes, <laughs> and this is what he wrote. And I quote, As I stand in need of it at this time, I am content he should forget to know me. Provide he acquits himself of the money he owes me. I ask no interest in lieu of which I am willing to credit him with the sound cuffing I gave him when I last saw him. What? He beat the fuck out of him. English beat the fuck out of He's Poe. like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you if we run into each other again if you don't pay me back my no, money. No. But you're a... no, he's saying he already beat the shit out of him. Oh. So because of that, he's not going to charge him any interest for what he owes him because oh. it was so bad and so horrible how he beat I the fuck beat out the of him. I beat the hell out of you so bad you don't even owe me interest <laughs> on the money. Just give me my money. <laughs> yeah, Poe paid the interest with an ass beating. <laughs> <laughs> So, English and Poe was going to take the money issue to court. Poe dropped it and admitted his wrongs. Yep. Yay. Because <laughs> he didn't want that ass beat He had to publicly admit it, of course, for <laughs> him not to, you know, charge him with so much. But Poe then was asked to give a poem reading in New York University. But he had no idea for a fresh poem and had a week before he was supposed to give it. This idiot calls English and asks him for help generating ideas. Like, what the fuck? Hey, can you uh, jog my memory by beating my ass? (laughs) (laughs) Last time you beat my ass, I thought of something cool. And, of course, English, being the upright gentleman that he is, uh, told him to write a letter to them beforehand, letting them know that he's got writer's block or some shit. And English writes this because, surprise, 
Poe does. Oh, and surprise. <laughs> Poe does what he always does. Um, so this is what English says about it. And I quote, Poe didn't do as he was told, but he is um, he always does this when he is troubled. Drink until intoxicated and remain in a state of intoxication during the week. When the night of exhibition comes, it was gravely announced that Mr. Poe could not deliver his poem on account of severe indisposition. Indisposition? Whatever. But, yeah, so. He basically wrote, like, an excuse saying, yeah, he's a piece of shit. Excuse mm -hmm. him for being a piece of shit. Like, yeah. no kind of, no help whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. So, and then Poe does it again after this and was like, uh, this time he accepted money to deliver a poem in Boston. Boston in which he hates. So he shows up to the Lyceum, which, or Lyceum, I'm going to say Lyceum, and, uh, quote, recited a mass of ridiculous stuff written by someone else and printed under his name. <laughs> yeah, unquote. <laughs> but, um, yeah, a lot of people fucking hated Poe in Boston. Most everyone did. But this rendered himself a laughingstock and also a great insult to everyone there. Most everyone got up and walked out on him, calling him a fraud. Poe then tried to pretend it was a hoax and took the money he was owed. Huh. He was like, oh, I meant to do that. This is just a joke. It's blah, blah, blah. a performance art. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? And then after all of this, Poe then visits English and apologizes and tries to become friends with him again. After everything, English accepts his apology but refused the friendship. Uh, Poe then gave the real reason that he was apologizing, that he wanted a favor. Elizabeth Elliot was, or Elliot was, accusing him publicly, lying about the letters she sent him, and while privately sending her brother to collect them as well. So, she was publicly accusing him and privately sending her brother behind the scenes to collect she the was like, letters. Be his she ass was pretending and let me didn't letters exist. back, and she's still yes. steady writing letters to. And, and she's publicly saying she never wrote any letters, but she's asking for the letters back. But um, Elliot was scared Poe would post them publicly, and Poe wanted English to defend him because, you know, English was, you know, a politician, and everybody loved him, and he was rich. But English refused to be injected into this, so Poe asked for a gun and money, and this is when his ass was beat again. So, yeah, again! English beats his ass again. And it was so bad that Poe could not leave his bed for days. He had to have help to his house. Get that ass. Yeah. <laughs> Poe then wrote a letter to Ellet's brother, denying ever publicly saying that he received the letters from her. And that if he said anything, it was to be at mercy, uh, to be, to have mercy due to his fits of insanity. He was so scared. He was like, I'm crazy. I didn't mean it. I don't mean any of this. Um, so he got punked out. Yeah. <laughs> Which yep, yep. seems to be the, his existence is being punked out. Exactly. And yeah. being a punk. So, uh, so Poe then had his physician write a letter to her brother confirming his insanity and being so scared he fled town. He was so fucking scared he ended up moving. From where he was living. Yeah. Let it be known that English had political connections and used them to sabotage government positions for Poe, too. Because he didn't like him anymore. And he had every right to do so. I mean, yeah. Poe was shit. He needs to let people know not to hire him. He would just end up quitting on them. Yeah, because it's clearly never works out for who hires Poe. So, uh, English, even though he said he didn't want to be 
involved in any of this, he decides to publish different stories making fun of Poe and his drinking habits and lying. And, um, quote, he called him, quote, the doom of drinkers and the ghost of the gray tadpole. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he called him. And he wrote things saying that. Like, that is a title and also what he called them. I mean, that's pretty metal, though, Ghost of the Grey Tadpole. I guess. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't want to be, you know, called the Doom of Drinkers or the Ghost of the Grey Tadpole. I don't know. The Doom of Drinkers <laughs> seems like you're a teetotaler or something. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. So, after the fight, Ellet was still not satisfied on her revenge and began spreading rumors that Poe was insane. And, you know, this was right before Lynch's annual Valentine's party, the, sal- the salon, saloon, mm. whatever. Saloon. And remember it says though, saloon. yeah, remember though, Poe was taken off her guest list. So Poe sent Lynch a Valentine poem for Osgood to be read at the party for her, like to her. It was to her Valentine's gift. But this pissed off Ellet. She was there and present, and it pissed her off to like new levels. And she started even worse rumors, and even showing up to Poe's house, telling Virginia all kinds of things and scaring her. She scared the shit out of her. <laughs> um, <sighs> Ellet began writing anonymous letters to Virginia about Poe's affair with Osgood as well. Um, Ellet then started a rumor that Poe was the father of Osgood's third child. (laughs) Yeah, Osgood's husband caught one of this and uh, threatened to sue Ellet for defamation. So Ellet apologized and retracted that statement. Just that one, really. Um, Osgood and her family then moved to Philly to get away from all the scandal and all the shit that was going on because it was like plaguing them bad. So fucking bad. That's fucking hilarious. Um, I gotta remember where I was now. <laughs> I don't know. I think, um, yeah, there were hundreds and poems. Oh, yeah, there were hundreds of poems and works talking about the scandal and portraying it in some way. English, of course, jumped on the bandwagon and painted Ellet out as this innocent victim of Poe and Osgood as a villain as well. He made the letters from Osgood seem like a tell-all dirt on Poe instead of it being like love letters and stuff. <laughs> like I don't fucking know. Like all the, it's so it's so everywhere. Um, English claimed to have the letters Osgood had written, making it seem like they were nothing but trash talk on Ellet. So, so now he's like, oh, I've like, got these letters, and yeah. they are like this, uh-huh. even though, again, this whole fucking letter thing. Uh-huh. Ugh. Yeah. So English also claimed that Virginia went to him as if he was her dear friend and counselor. Okay, let me state, uh, they didn't seem to understand the severity of how bad she was off, and she never really left the house or the bed, really. Like, she was having to be carried most of her life. Yeah. So... Um, acting like he was her friend and counselor. But Virginia's concerns with Poe and Osgood's cheating, uh, about Virginia's relationship with the Poe and the cheating. So he's acting like that Virginia would come to her, come to him, to English, saying, oh my God, my husband's cheating and this and that, when that never actually happened. That was all fucking bullshit. And uh, that Virginia wanted help leaving with uh, leaving Poe and how to end everything. And uh, that... English tried reasoning with Virginia, claiming that their relationship was entirely platonic. Like, you piece of shit liar. Wow. Piece of shit liar. Um, but it seems like all these cats are piece of shit liars. Yeah, and it was they were all trying to just parody and make fun of Poe. And um, Poe then sued English for all of this different shit because he was, like, publishing all of this publicly. So Poe was able to finally sue English and won and got $200. 
<laughs> Which is still a lot more than it but was, but still. He won because English never showed up to court. He ended up leaving state and everything. <laughs> I like, what? He won on a technicality. Yeah. So, still Osgood was uh, being poorly portrayed by all the writings and all the scandal. So, But Osgood's husband did not seem to care about Poe and her relationship and shit. So, uh, I found that to be actually awesome. Like, what a kick-ass guy, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. He had pieces of ass on the side anyway, so, and a reputation for it. Uh, so, maybe that's why. <laughs> I got side ass. Shad ash! Um, Osgood ended up going into hiding, then her daughter died, and she became a recluse, and then her husband left her. <laughs> yep. <laughs> da, 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 da. And supposedly for the gold rush again, but he never came back to her. Um, Poe published his last magazine at the Broadway Journal on January 3rd, 1846, and moved to the countryside of the Bronx to get away from the rumors. The countryside of the Bronx. Yeah. (laughs) To try to get away from the rumors and to heal Virginia with the country air. Um, There was a lot of belief back in the day that fresh air was the Mm -hmm. best thing for everything, like TB and all that shit. Yeah. It was Virginia who wanted to live in the country, and she... um, it was proof of this by many things, but one of them was that she wrote Poe a Valentine poem. Give me a cottage uh, for my home and a rich old cypress vine removed from the world with its sin and care and the tattling of many tongues. So she went away from all of She's the She's like, get too. away from this shit and drama and mm-hmm. city and get the fuck into the country. Yeah, she wanted to escape all the scandals and, you know, whatever. But it ruined Poe's gentleman status, of course. Like, anything that was left was torn to shreds. Gentleman status yes. is fucking hilarious. <laughs> In May of 1846, he rented the Fordham Cottage from John Valentine for $100 a year. Uh, Jesus. It, it was a kind of slightly renovated horse stables, I think, or something like that at the time. And the country air did not cure Virginia, and she <laughs> died January 30th, 1847. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but uh, John Valentine, the people they were renting from, felt so bad for how poor off they were that he allowed Virginia to be buried in the Valentine family vault. Um, Virginia went to their grave thinking that Ellet had poisoned her. She even wrote about it all the time. Like, she thought Ellet was killing her. It was said there may have been somewhat proof that uh, Ellet was trying to send uh, poisoned letters through different inks and everything to Virginia to kill her. Even Damn. more. Make it worse. <laughs> so, Damn. I mean, it it might have worked. I don't know. Um, did I read that? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. And, of course, Poe cried over the grave and drank himself stupid and cried himself to sleep. Again, and another all sort of reason shit. for him to drink because yes. he needs a reason to drink. Yes, exactly. Um, so, a lot of his poems after that was inspired by her. Like, uh, Eulalem, I, I think that's how you say it, and Lee, what I've written before, what I wrote. Wrote! Ah! Yeah. Red! Red! <laughs> And he said he didn't care about uh, whether he lived or died after this and stopped taking care of himself completely. Uh, Someone found him unconscious and carried him to a doctor, and uh, he didn't write again for another year. They just found him in the streets, just knocked out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which doesn't seem like so odd of a case when it comes to Poe. No, but Poe thought he couldn't survive without a woman, so he, he ends up moving around a lot. This is mostly because of the scandal that was still ongoing forever. 
and uh, he sees so many different women and most of them at once, even writing them the same exact letters <laughs> and forgetting about who he said Copy what to. Copy paste that shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, there were many women, but I'll just mention like three. Um, One, two, three. Oh, <laughs> I learned that Poe tried to get with Virginia's nurse once she died. Virginia's fucking nurse that was taking care of her. Um, but she was very religious and worried about her soul and rejected him. And that would send, and then Poe would send her letters about killing himself. So it didn't work. And her friends even was like, don't do it. Don't do it. There's something wrong with that boy. There's something wrong with that boy. <laughs> okay. Nancy Richmond is the first one that he, you know, it's, a, I guess, one of the most prominent ones that he tries to get with after and not so much the nurse. Um, but uh, Nancy was just a bored and lonely housewife. She really wasn't anybody prevalent, and she was married to a rich guy, so she was just really bored. But she became fascinated with Poe after meeting him at a lecture he gave. Uh, they began writing each other love letters, and Poe addressed her as Annie. I don't know why he wouldn't call her by her real name, but he, I guess he just, that was Annie now. Oh, <laughs> this Annie. is your name. Your new name. I'm wondering if I, he I just messed up before. because he was so And drunk. just stayed with it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Annie, yep, that's, you're Annie. <laughs> oh, and 20 years after Poe died, her husband actually finally dies, and right away after that, Nancy legally changes her name to Annie, and her family hates her for that. <laughs> so she was like, oh, I like the monogram. I'll stick with it. Yeah, like she <laughs> waited 20 years hilarious. after Poe dies. Like, <laughs> what to do that? <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. But it's so funny because before her husband dies and all this is happening, uh, her husband finds out about her affair and tries to kill Poe. Of course, their affair ended quickly, but she's like, always, I love Poe for the rest of my life, but I'm going to be married to this rich guy. Again, Poe's du ducking and dodging behind Trim all yeah. the fucking time. Yes. Okay. Dumbass. Next is Sarah Helen Whitman. Um, she was a well-known poet and liked to wear black clothes and coffin charms around her neck. Oh, so and, she was gothy. And she was, she was very, very goth. And it was said that she held seances on Sundays. Uh, Poe and Sarah were both widowed, so there wasn't any scandal with this so much. And Poe began to pursue her to the point where Whitman couldn't seem to catch a break. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Whitman found out all about his other love interest and rejected him for a while. So there was this big whatever, and of course Poe's like, like harassing the fuck out of her. Like, be with me, be with me, I want you. And what I find funny about is the time they first met. So it was back during the scandal. He was walking with Osgood down the street, and she was, uh, this chick, the Whitman, was at her house tending to her garden, and Osgood stopped to talk to her because they knew each other. They were both poets and women, and, like, they were supporting each other and stuff. But, uh... Osgood tried to introduce Poe to Whitman, and Poe didn't even care to meet her. Like, didn't even, like, did <laughs> yeah, not anything. Cool, like, whatever. Yeah, like, she, he really liked Osgood a lot. Blip, blip. Um, but now, after all of this scandal, and, and like, Osgood just, I'm, I'm done with life. I'm done with everything. And then retreats and becomes a recluse. He's like, oh, I, I want to hit up this person. Of ah! course. Of course. Um, I, what the, it fucking pisses me off. Um, I think 
He probably confused his respect for her for love because during this time, Whitman was defending him publicly from all the harsh critics. Oh, and he didn't confuse anything with love. All all of these people function on good reviews. Uh, like, if you give them a good like review, it, yeah. they're immediately like, oh, I am indentured to you. <laughs> and, like, Whitman's mom was very much in her life, and I believe they lived together, but her mom hated him so much for being a drunk and for his terrible reputation but, uh, like, she was doing everything she could to duck and dodge and make sure they were separate. And she was, like, fucking always up in Poe's fucking face. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, throwing <laughs> shit at him and everything. Uh-huh. Uh, Poe begged her, began begging Whitman to marry him, like, after a few weeks. And she agreed if he promised to give up drinking. Um, he actually proposed to her in a cemetery. Whitman's mother created a document stating that Poe had no claim on Whitman's money or estate, and Poe refused to sign it because he wanted that money. He wanted that cash. He wanted that money. Yeah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we're doing a prenup. I don't think so. So after it came out that he had proposed to this woman, Osgood heard about this, the marriage, and called Whitman, advising her not to do it and telling her about the scandal. And it's not that Osgood didn't like him. It's that, hey, I'm going to warn this woman because I know what the fuck is going on here. Yeah. Like, she still liked Poe, but she's like, well, I, I care Don't get caught up in it. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, then, the very next trip to see Whitman, he tries to commit suicide on the train, on the way there. Like, on the way to her house. Uh, by taking four doses of laudanum. I think it's laudanum. Laudanum. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when he gets there, uh, Whitman finds him and takes care of him and nurses him back to health over the weeks and everything. And, you know, tries to cure him of drinking and everything, too. Cure whatever. him of drinking. <laughs> Just to make sure that he's not. Uh, but anyways, like, right after that, as he was leaving, she catches him drinking and calls off the engagement just two days before the wedding. They were supposed Damn. to get married on Christmas. Yeah, and it was three weeks after he tried to kill himself. So all this time, she's, like, you know, trying to fucking be there for him and help him. But... After that, they never saw each other ever again for the rest of their fucking lives. But still, Whitman continued to defend Poe publicly. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with this woman. I guess so. She's smitten like a kitten. But during all of this, of course, Griswold had to write about this and, you know, inject himself in any way he could. And making things much worse by saying that uh, police got involved to all of these different things and took him away for his drunken conduct and just saying all kinds of shit that he could. But after Poe's death, Whitman would call out Griswold's lies against Poe in many of her writings. Oh, so, so she actually, like, defended him in yeah. writing against him, yes. slandering him. In writing, again, these people are just I producing know. books to talk shit about each other. <laughs> but Poe tried for weeks after that to get in touch with Whitman, but her mother would not fucking have it. Um, so anyway, I will not have it. Yes. Poe disappeared for days after this and was found wandering around in Boston, broke and with only one shoe on. He wrote to his mother-in-law stating that he had no reason to live. Like, nobody loves me. (laughs) (laughs) So, the very next person he tries was the last one because he dies. He fucking dies. That's the Um, last one he tried. (laughs) Yeah, so the last one is Sarah Royster. She was engaged to Poe. So... She was, I guess they, as teenagers, I say engaged lightly. Like, they had promised to marry each other. As teenagers, they, they loved each other. They had a promise other. ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had a promise ring. <laughs> but um, 
they didn't have her family's blessing or approval in any kind of way. So once Poe had went off to college, her father would intercept and hide all of Poe's letters to her. So she thought that Poe forgot all about her. So she ended up marrying a rich guy. <laughs> I, I thought you forgot about me. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go and marry rich because mm -hmm. I don't want to marry your penny-pitching, money-begging <laughs> ass. So, you know, Poe's... Got nothing. He's not shit at this point. That's my vape. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> and he's wandering around. He has nothing, whatever. So all of Poe's friends come together and raise money for Poe so that he could live for a little bit, at least, whatever. And with some of that money, he travels to Richmond. And this is in September 1848. For a lecture, while there, he visited Royster, of course. Oh, oh fast forward. Um... Her husband is well past dead, of course, and she is 39 and Poe is 40 and that, you know, whatever. But they fell for each other again hard. Her kids did not approve of Poe. They could not stand Poe. Like, they threw fucking tomatoes and everything at him when he came around. <laughs> and, and again, he's doing that shit for the fucking cash. He knew and, where to fucking lay his hat yes, at. Yes, and how this also went was if she was to remarry she would lose half of her estate because she inherited it from her dead husband. And she was willing to risk that anyway if she remarried. But um, but then she was going to do it anyway. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. So, unfortunately, Poe died 10 days before their wedding. Uh, before he could cinch the deal <laughs> with the money, he was there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, before he died, though. During all of this, Poe was losing it and drinking and much more than he ever fucking had. It was so bad that uh it was supposedly said that he had this eye twitch and like i think one of his eyes were starting to grow lazy and uh the bags on his on his everything was bad like his hair was getting thinner like he was just like killing himself so quick uh he thought that people were trying to assassinate him so he decided to shave his mustache and change up his looks and all of this so he couldn't be recognized. But, you uh, know, people trying ship. to assassinate him isn't so far from possible because mm -hmm. a lot of people are like, I'm going to kill you. I hate you. You ruined me. Yeah. Like, you you make my life miserable. Like Sometimes <laughs> paranoid people are correct. Sometimes that is true. It was well known that for most of Poe's life, he hated Boston, like I stated, and uh, one of that reason, one of the reasons being that um, he didn't like that they seemed to lean heavily into mysticism and that they would, what? That they were Idiotic. didactic, didactic. I can't remember what that was. I know I looked it up. <laughs> do, you, do you have your phone? Uh, sure. Let's see. <laughs> they were didactic. 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 What does didactic mean? <laughs> Intend to uh, teach, uh, particularly in having moral instructions as an ulterior motive, okay. i.e. the indoctrination. Yes, okay. It's basically just a way to say indoctrinate. Yes, that was his thoughts on people of Boston. And uh, that they used their poetry and fiction to argue causes such as abolition, women's rights, social reform, which these are fucking good things. Yeah, to... Poe's like, get out of here, women's rights. Yeah, like you like women so much, be for them. He's like, I won't be able to have a child bride when all this is said and done. He felt like, in his mind, this is what he thought, that writing should entertain and move and believe, uh, and believed in art for art's sake. What a fucking hypocrite. What yeah. a I mean, you're always writing so terribly about these people, and yet, okay, anyway. 
This is his quote. He who pleases is of more importance to his fellow man than he who instructs. What the fuck? That's bullshit. Basically, he took the old adage of fucking give a man a fish, feed him for a day, teach a man to fish, feed him for a lifetime, and turned it into, I'm not teaching you to fish, here's a fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, he thought he was better than them, is what it comes down to. He yep. thought his writing was better than them and that they should bow down to him. And he's always sneering at them and calling them frog pawns. I don't know why, but anyway, or frog pondians. They're moralistic works sounding like the croaking of frogs, he said. Moralistic work. I have because they don't they don't have child brides. I can understand. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) They're so moralistic because they won't marry children. But towards the end of his life, and despite his feelings on Boston. And their thoughts on spiritualism, he gave a lecture in February 1848 in New York on the cosmos. And it was titled, On the Cosmography of the Universe. And which was, it was spiritual and it involved God and thoughts and like evolving universe. Like, what the fuck? Anyway, it was so badly received despite both thinking that it was his greatest work he'd ever done. And uh, it's compared to, he compared it to like the Big Bang and this and that. Um... Anyway, when Poe gave his lecture, everyone found it droning and unamusing and hated it. And once it was over, he began begging for money to try yet again to start his own magazine. Uh, Fuck, everyone was fucking so convinced he had lost his mind now, which I don't know if he ever really had it. (laughs) So at this point, Poe was looking so fucking bad, sick and ashy gray that it creeped people out to even look at him for too long. But at this point, uh, he decided to go out and be happy and celebrate his engagement with Miss Royster. Of course, this is backing up uh, before he died. Of course, (laughs) He didn't do this after he died. Yeah, but he decided to go out drinking with some friends because he had been sober for a few weeks and so. Oh, God, heaven forbid. And for the next six days, he was missing. And he was found outside of a pub in a gutter in his clothes. Well... No, they weren't even his clothes that he was in. They were way too tight for him, and he was missing almost everything that he was supposed to be wearing. <laughs> and uh, he was having, like, different hallucinations and thought Virginia was still alive, and he was looking for her. The guy who found him got in touch with a doctor friend of Poe's, like, having to pick out different things after finally interrogating him to get enough information. But the guy's name was Joseph uh, Snowgrass. Snodgrass? Snodgrass. Snodgrass. It's a great name for a doctor. Snodgrass. (laughs) But, um, so, Snodgrass come and got him and took him to Washington College where he worked. And his hallucinations got worse and worse. And over the next few days... um, He was just saying all kinds of random shit, thinking people were after him and talking about how badly he's been beat up and whatever. Which all these things are true. Yeah. Um, But it was so hard to get anything actually out of him, any people. Most of the people that he was talking about, nobody knew who they were and couldn't find anybody with those names. Like they were probably made up names. I don't know. But uh, Poe died October 7th, 1849. And he was 40 years old. Nobody really showed up to the funeral. And <laughs> I was fucking sad. And he got a, everybody pulled together and got him a tombstone, which was destroyed in a freight train accident. <laughs> like, oh, God. Very, very soon after. So there's a lot of mystery that is surrounding Poe's death, although it's stated in his death certificate, supposedly, nobody knows where this death certificate is. This is just rumors mostly, that he had swelling of the brain. 
and uh, many thought it was complications of alcoholism, which is probably. Snodgrass, the doctor that saw Poe, thought he succumbed to the tremors and delirium of alcohol withdrawal. The so la- the DTs. Yes. His last words were, Lord, help my poor soul. That was his <laughs> words. In case you didn't catch God, that. That's bad. <laughs> so many thought he actually had rabies and that it was from a cat that bit him. That he had all the features of encephalactic rabies. Encephalactic? Honestly, I can't say that. Sorry, guys. You have to look it up. (laughs) Well, there's also the fact that the girl was sending poisoned letters to his wife, and he's probably having any of that. If they were poisoning and shit, because these are writers, they're all about that poison. That Mm -hmm. is Definitely 1,000% on the table. I think it is, too. Not to mention that writers, if they're writing quills, they lick the tips of their quills so people would poison their ink. Uh, Wow. People close to him thought it was a suicide attempt that didn't go quite how he hoped. Mm. Others say that he died of syphilis or cholera, and he did pass... Cholera. 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 Got it. He did pass through Philly during the cholera epidemic. I keep saying these words wrong. (laughs) But he did get sick and had spasms because of that, because he did get sick of that shit. Mm. But I think that it was this, that he was a victim of cooping, a method of voter fraud where the victim is kidnapped, disguised, and forced to vote multiple times with different identities. He was found on election day. So this is what leads to it, me to think that really. He was found on election day outside of Gunners Hall, a polling location. So he was he was involved in voter fraud. I do believe that was it. <laughs> Indubitably. Look, he I was fit in. killed by voter fraud. That's the weirdest shit <laughs> um, in the world. After Poe's death, Griswold spent the rest of his life writing such bad things about Poe. And it was so immensely, like, he dedicated his life to trying to shit all over Poe after his death. Um, just to soil his name as much as he can. And even though... He did this, it backfired, and more people started buying his works and his copies, all of Poe's stuff that he could. So it backfired on Griswold, and nobody really... People started like, eh, Griswold's full of shit. Yeah, fuck you, Griswold. So, like, Griswold just kind of ruined himself. But he even wrote an obituary in the New York Daily Tribune under the name Ludwig. Like, like nobody's going to know who did this. Everybody found out, like, right then. Uh, he added inaccurate works of Poe and published a memoir, memoir of the author with false claims of his drug addiction. But, you know, of course, this only added to Poe's fame. Yep. And this concludes... Oh, my God, is Poe done? Poe no, is done! Another, don't go to another page. Bro. Oh, okay. Sure? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Now you guys know everything that we know about Edgar Allan fucking Poe. <laughs> And that was Grimm's Poetry Shorts, which is not actually short. I'm going to try to make it shorter so next time. It's the farthest thing from a poetry <laughs> short every time. But yeah, uh, guys, thank you for joining us for this episode of Rotten Mornings. I want to know, if you guys actually stuck around to hear this, let me know how you think Poe died. Look it up yourself. And yeah, make do some your digging. Don't look too deep because he's a piece of shit. He is a piece of shit. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, thanks, uh, Rotten Stitches, for being yes. on this episode and hanging out with yes. us today. He's been here listening this whole time. Time. Yes, he's been he's been so quiet. <laughs> Here's your good boy. Uh, you want to say goodbye to everybody? See y'all on TikTok level. Deuces, yep. yes. deuces, stay and rotten, like we everyone. always say, stay rotten, guys. Yes. Stay rotten. Stay rotten. <laughs>